0: Perak Dalit Mishnahe. This Mishnah elaborates on something mentioned in the previous Mishnah, that is the Karbin Eitzim, the so-called wood offering. And Here's the history of this carbon. When the Mnei began to return to Yisrael to build the second base of Megdash, there was a shortage of wood. There was no wood in the base of Megdash, and wood is crucial. The base of Megdash went through a great deal of wood. Every day a great bonfire was built on the Mizbeach, to burn all of the various sacrificial portions that need to be burned. And there had to be a fire going at all times. So wood is incredibly important for the function of the Beis Migdash. Certain families who will meet in this mission stepped forward and donated wood. One family donated a supply of wood, and that lasted until a certain time, and then another family stepped forward, etc. In recognition of the generosity of these families, the Nivim of that time, as related in Sefer Nechemyah, instituted that every year on the anniversary of when a family made that first donation of wood, they would donate wood again, even if the base of English didn't need it. They would uh, ceremoniously donate wood and bring a carbon ola, and It was like a quasi-yumta for that family. Our mission presents all of the dates of these uh, carbonos etzim. Each family, along with the anniversary they would observe, when they would bring another carbon etzim. The Mishnah states Man Kohanim Vehaam There are a total of nine dates throughout the year when various families would observe a personal festival and bring karbinatsim to the base of Megdash. Nisan The first of Nisan, descendants of Arach, who in turn was a descendant of Yehuda, went. That's when they brought their Carbonatesim. Esram b-ne David ben On the 20th of Tammuz, descendants of David and Melech, who of course was a descendant of Yehuda, went. They brought their carbonates in Hamisha b'av b'nei Parosh Ben Yehuda. The 5th of Av, descendants of Parosh, descendant of Yehuda as well. B-shivaboh. The 7th of Av, Ben Yonadav ben Rechov. descendants of Yonadav who himself was a descendant of Rechav, which is another name for Yisro. For Asarobo, on the 10th of Av, B'nai Sinoah ben Binyamin. that's when descendants of Sinoah, a descendant of Binyamin, went, and then, Mechamisha Asarbo, on the 15th of Av, so Tuba Av, then was the turn of B'nai Zatu ben Yehuda, of Zatu, descendant of Yehuda, which was a relatively small family. On the 15th of Av, we would tack on other groups, and this uh, makes sense in light of what we we'll learn in Mishnah Ches, that the 15th of Av was in any case a kind of festival, so it made sense to attack you know, on other groups that we wanted to include in this privilege. And they were, V'imahem, along with the family of Zadu ben Yehuda, the following people would bring uh, the 8sim, Kohanim u leviyem. Kohanim and Leviyim. So presumably some representative sample of the Kohanim and leviyem, would join in the Carbonates on that day, also people who know they're descended from one of the families mentioned here, but just aren't sure which one, as well as another family who became known as the descendants of the Pestle Thieves and the Dried Fig Cutters. So ostensibly this seems to have a negative connotation, but in fact they were called these things for heroic things their ancestors did, the first was that there was a time when the hostile government banned performance of mitzvahs. Specifically, they forbade Israel from bringing the Bikurim first fruits to the base of Migdash, and they stationed guards on the roads to stop anyone from trying to break this law. So what did this family do? They smuggled Bikurim past the guards. They did this by carrying a large pestle on their shoulders with a Dried figs and the bikurim fruits hidden beneath. When stopped for questioning by the guards, they would say, We're just on our way to pound these dried figs with the epistles that we have here. Hence, the gonve eli, the epistle thieves, meaning that they were thieves in that they deceived these guards, but here it was a good thing. It was ordered to perform the mitzvah, bring the bikurim at great personal risk. And because of this, they were also called the dried fig cutters on account of the fact that the ruse involved using dried figs. Now, why did this family merit to be able to bring a carbon eight sim every year on the 15th of Av? So this was a different heroic act they did. That is, the hostile government forbade bringing wood and donating wood to the base of Migdash. So what did this family do? They took wood and made it into big ladders. They brought the ladders you know, past the guards saying, oh, we'll just bring these ladders here, we have to... Take some doves from our dove coats, and after they got the ladders past the guards, they would dismantle them and bring that as wood, donate that to the base of Megdash. Therefore, they was Zalchah to have this anniversary of a year of uh, having the honor of bringing a ceremonious carbon etzim, and it was a festival for them. The Mishnah continues ben On the 20th of Av was the turn of Pachas Moav, who was a descendant of Yehuda. Ben Yehuda. On the 20th of Elo came the turn of Adin, also a descendant of Yehuda. Now, in the original first donations of wood, at this point to no additional families stepped forward. So the families that had already donated got together and drew lots, determined who should donate next. And the lots fell on the family of Parosh, descendant of Yehuda. The next time they needed a donation of wood was the first of Teves. So that's when the family of Parash ben Yehuda donated a second time. Therefore, they observed a second yom of Karben Eitzim, b'tevis, shavu b'nei parash first of Tevis, the family of the Parash ben Yehuda went again, would donate wood and have a festival again. The Mishnah returns to the discussion of the previous Mishnah, and that is how the extra services of special occasions impacts the Mahmud service, that was normally conducted at each of the tefillahs throughout the day of Shachariz, potentially Yamosaf, Mincha, and Ne'ilah. The Misha teaches a very special case, and that is, Be'echad B'teves, the first of Teves, which is Chanukah, Rosh Chodesh, and a day of carbon aitzim of the family of Parosh, all at once. So, a very busy day, a lot going on. So That day of the first of Teves, Lo Hayabomamud... The Ma'amid service, the extra tefillos, the, the korbanos be accepted? and The special Torah reading that was not held for any of the tefillos throughout the entire day. bo, halel v'kurban mosav v'kurban eitzim. On that day, halal was recited because it was Chanukah. Now you also recite halal because it's Rosh Chodesh. But the Meforshim explained that for the purpose of the issue of displacing the Ma'amid service. The halal of Rosh Chodesh doesn't count because it's not absolutely obligatory to say halal on Rosh Chodesh. So in any case, the key is that they would say halal because it was Chanukah on that day. They also brought a carbon musaf on account of the fact that it was Rosh Chodesh. And the family of Parosh, Ben Yehuda also brought their carbon him. So because of these additional services that had to happen on that day, the Mamet service would not be incorporated into the tefillah service for the Anshim Mamet, who were you know, at the base of Migdash, for any of the tefillahs. For as the previous Mishnah said, Allah is that if there's a real obligation to say halal, which is the case on the days of Hanukkah, then that displaces the Mohammed service of Shachris. When we bring a carbon Musaf, that displaces the Mohammed service of Musaf and Mincha. And finally, in the event that we bring a, a carbon Aitzim, that displaces the Muhammad service of Mincha and Ne'ilah. So the end result is that for the Anji Ma'amid present at the base of Migdash, the Mammoth service would not be added to any of the tefillahs of the day on the 1st of Teves.